Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely blessed day, as always. And as we continue to see the push and push for this RNA injection aspect, you have to look at what else is going on behind the scenes. I had a doctor, one of the ones out in Kansas City, Missouri, that I've talked to many a times. He sent me an email directly to him. He asked me not to forward it, basically, if I wanted to screenshot part of it and leave his information out of it, I could. And it said in here, it's very interesting, it was basically from the American Medical Association president, the AMA. Susan Bailey. I mean, I got the whole email here right in front of me. And it says, Dear Doctor, the research is alarming. More than 30% of Americans are hesitant to get a COVID-19 vaccine due to misinformation and distrust. Fortunately, experience has shown us that patients trust their physician's recommendations. So we have a unique opportunity to educate them, to help you find answers, support public education, and remove barriers to care. The American Medical Association list, and it goes on here, reinforces science with the wealth of evidence-based research. And it goes on to talk about basically how safe and effective the COVID-19 vaccine is. It just, I mean, just propaganda, propaganda, propaganda at literally its finest example of the word and definition propaganda and he sent it to me and he said this is unbelievable austin he said we actually have the ama now doing full-blown propaganda pieces to try to coerce physicians into promoting this rna injection and he's told me very much as well that this is not a vaccine under any circumstances this is a treatment it's very much by the definition of a treatment, as it does not prevent you from contracting a virus and it does not prevent you from spreading a virus. It simply lessens the symptoms if you get the virus, which in essence, exactly like he has said and numerous others said, that would be like somebody coming forward now and saying, listen, um, I know you're healthy right now. I know you're perfectly healthy. We haven't found cancer in your body, but you probably should start on chemotherapy immediately. And you would go, why would I go on chemotherapy treatment if I'm healthy? Well, listen, if you happen to get cancer in the near future, it may lessen the symptoms of your cancer if we start doing it now. And you go, well, will the chemotherapy prevent me from getting cancer? No, no, it won't prevent you from getting cancer. Okay. Will it prevent it from spreading? Well, it probably won't prevent it from spreading. It'll just probably lessen the symptoms if you happen to get cancer. That is exactly what the COVID injection is. It is a preemptive treatment in the event you may get the virus. It may lessen the symptoms, allegedly, from what they have said. And as we have seen now, the RNA technology has done very little at that. Large percentage of the population that's getting it is having horrific, debilitating side effects. And this is where we find ourselves right now in a full blown propaganda theater piece that we are now calling the COVID vaccine when it is not even by the very definition a vaccine. It is considered a treatment by the very classification. This is why, and I've said this repeatedly, the FDA has refused to approve it. They have given it emergency use authorization. This is why, again, I told you beginning of the week, 
the Pentagon cannot legally force any of its military service members to get this injection because it is not a vaccine and is not approved by the FDA. So this is something that's so crazy right now because we're seeing the push so aggressively for it. So then you have to ask yourself the million-dollar question. The million-dollar question. If it's not going to prevent transmission of a virus and it's not going to prevent you from contracting the virus and it's simply a treatment, why in the world are they pushing it so aggressively? Well, there's a few reasons, and one of the biggest ones is it's an unbelievably insane cash cow. I was talking to Dad yesterday. As everybody has seen, one of the reasons, in my opinion, why the Fed started dumping trillions of dollars in the stock market to prop it back up. I mean, now we have the Dow over 30, almost 31,000. I mean, it's, there, there's so much money being pumped in the market right now. It's insane. I mean, there's just, there's just cash everywhere in the market. But on top of that as well, they had to get the funding into a lot of these vaccines vaccine manufacturing companies. And a lot of these companies now are actually starting to produce a legitimate vaccine by definition, meaning they're taking the COVID virus, they're killing it, it's basically a denatured dead virus, and they're building a vaccine off of it, which whether or not it's going to be safe or healthy, that's a completely different topic, but it's actually under the definition of a virus and how it works. It's not this RNA nucleus that goes in and basically changes your body and makes it a pathogen production manufacturing site. So again, I continue to encourage everybody, get the truth out there about what this is going on. We have dozens of articles on the website about this, and I know a lot of people are totally brainwashed. I've, I've dealt with them directly firsthand. You go, are you going to get the COVID shot? Oh, yeah. As soon as I get the COVID shot, I'm going to get the COVID shot. And I go, you do know it's like a full-blown marketing tool, what they're doing. Oh, we have to limit how many people can get it. There's only so many shots we can give to everybody. You need to get in line right now to try to get your spot. Lock in your spot right now. Only 500 shots left. You have to lock in your spot right now or it's going to be gone. Everybody goes, oh, they rush to the store and go, well, let me get in line. I want to get my shot now. I don't want to be last. Guys, do you not see what they're doing to everybody? And you're seeing people dropping dead left and right, people going to cardiac arrest, people being hospitalized. I mean, what is going on with this right now and why are so many people brainwashed into believing this lie when there's so much evidence that points directly against it and telling you, hey, maybe you just need to wait for a while. If you survive 2020, why don't you just watch and see what happens with 2021 with all these individuals getting this RNA injection. That's my stance on it, Dad, but I just want to kind of bring that up because I got that email this morning from that doctor, and it's crazy to me now that the AMA is in full-blown propaganda mode sending emails to all physicians across the country, basically telling them, you have to use your lab code and your credentials to try to coerce people and talk them in to getting this injection because so many people are hesitant to do so, and obviously, as I've said, for very, very good reason. People are hesitant, Dad. What do you think? You know, Austin, yesterday, you know, you and I were in the office and we were talking. And, you know, we're kind of like we're doing a talk show today, yesterday in the office. And, and I started talking to you about crossroad decisions and how people's lives are changed due to just a few decisions in their life. In other words, you decide to go to college or you don't. You decide on a certain career path or a different career path. You decide to marry so a person or you decide not to marry somebody or you marry somebody else. Or you choose to be in the car one day 
when someone robs a 7-Eleven and you didn't even know they were going to do that. And now you end up in a situation. I've got a relative. I'm not going to mention their names. Good man. And he ended up basically being with somebody years ago when they did a big protest. The protest went hot and somebody got shot. He wasn't even around. He was, he was out in the field. He wasn't even near them. But because he was an accessory and riding in the car with them, he ended up going to prison. And you think, what the heck? Yeah. You know, when you make certain choices, they affect you for the rest of your life. I cross, I call these things crossroad decisions. Years ago, back in 78, 79, I can't remember if it was 78 or 79, I think it was 79, when I became a Christian, and I basically accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. I went a certain direction. And my friends who did not accept Christ, most of them went a different direction. And I've gotten back in touch with a few of them in the last few years. And their lives have not gone the way they wanted them to go. Sometimes they've gone terribly. Uh, some of them have multiple DUIs. Some of them have sexual assault arrests. Some of them have regular assault arrests. Many of them have multiple bankruptcies. I don't, I don't really have a problem with the bankruptcy because I know a lot of people that have bankruptcies through no fault of their own. They basically had medical problems or a divorce or a business failure or whatever, and they had to file bankruptcy. That's what bankruptcy is for. But the point is their lives have not been what they thought they should be. And see, this is the thing that we have to make choices on. We've got to think through, should I get a COVID shot or should I not get a COVID shot? Should I do any vaccines or should I not do a vaccine? Should I take vitamins or should I not take vitamins? Should I eat clean or should I not eat clean? And in some cases, these are minimal decisions. They're really not crossroad decisions. But in, in sometimes they turn into a major crossroad decision where you become permanently paralyzed or you die. And this is what's happening with a lot of people who are taking this shot now. It's turning into a crossroad decision when it should be a health choice and it's not because of this RNA vaccine. So I always tell my friends, you know, think through the choices that you're going to make and how they're going to affect you for the rest of your life. Because very rarely when you make a crossroad decision, does it appear to be a crossroad decision at the time you make it? What does that mean? Very rarely do you think that when you start college and you start in a certain career path that 80% of the people who have college degrees don't use those degrees when they get out in the real world. You think, well, what do you mean by that, Ted? Well, a lot of people who get degrees in college don't realize that these degrees aren't marketable. They don't have an ability to get a job with these degrees. As many sociology degrees or psychology degrees or history degrees or black history month degrees or lesbian studies and all these different things that people major in, which they really do if you can believe these crazy things, they actually find out when they get out in the real world that, you know, just because I've got a major in, you know, in ancient French poetry doesn't mean I'm going to get a job. But you still got the college debt. There you go. That's the point of this conversation. You get into the situation where you spend $100,000 to get your basically your degree in French poetry. And now you're like trying to figure out what do you do with a bachelor's degree in French poetry. And you find out that you're working, you know, at a fast food restaurant trying to figure out what the world you did with $100,000 worth of college debt you can't bankrupt. This is what happens in this world. People make bad choices. I've spoke to a young lady yesterday. She's got three years in a school that's a private school, majoring in physical therapy, and now she wants to transfer 
her basically hours to another school because she wants to save a little money for her senior year, and she thinks that all of those credits are going to transfer. Well, always remember this. A college does not have to transfer credits unless it's one state school to another state school. If you're going from a private school to a public school, they don't have to transfer credits. But if it's an accredited university or college, the degrees will transfer. Always remember that. So if you have a biology degree or a psychology degree or a history degree or whatever, that degree will transfer to another school and it will show you've completed your undergraduate studies. Just because you have three years of classwork doesn't mean those three years are going to transfer. In many cases, they may not accept up to two years of those transfers. I've seen that happen personally with a friend of mine who basically had three years of college, and then the funding ran out. They were on a scholarship, and they had to transfer to another school, and two years of the credits did not transfer, and they had to go to school for another full year just to get a ba- an AA degree. So they ended up with a four years of college for an AA degree because the credits didn't transfer. So all of these choices that people make have a tendency to come back and bite them on the bottom. The problem is is you don't see it when you're doing it in most cases. That's why it's so important that if you're going to make a change in your life, a big decision, that you speak to somebody who's been involved with those types of decisions. What do I mean by that? If you've got a health condition, this happened to one of my patients many, many, many years ago. She basically uh, came to the office with her husband. She has some health problems. And we put them on a full health protocol to get healthy again. And they basically decided after 30 days they weren't going to follow the program, period. I mean, not even take the supplements or anything. And so they called me up and they said, well, we've decided we're not going to do this. And I'm like, why not? And they said, well, our neighbor who's a plumber – guys, I'm not making this up. This, I never make stuff up. Our neighbor who's a plumber said, don't do this. I said, oh, so your neighbor's a trained biochemist. No, he's a plumber. Okay, is there a reason? No, he's done thinking it's going to work. And so we're not going to do it. And the lady died. Not, not even a, not even whatever. Another lady came in, more health problems. Her husband was a plumber, by the way, and they were working together and they decided to try another protocol and not follow the health protocol that we had given them because somebody else had told them that this was going to be a better protocol who wasn't trained in that field and she died. And you think, well, that's awful, Ted. These are terrible stories. I know they're terrible stories. I'm just telling you, when you make a decision, whether it be a university degree, whether it be a career choice, whether it be a health choice, like would I or should I take a COVID shot, don't go to the person who's making the money from the COVID shot and say, should I take this shot because I want to make sure you get paid. No, no. You go do your own research and you find out if this shot causes severe side effects and if you could die from it. And you're going to find out very quickly the CDC's own website says there have been hundreds of deaths from the COVID shot or within minutes or days or hours after the COVID shot. Of course, they like to say that none of these things are related, but it's simply not true because the CDC, remember, is not a government, you know, group of people that are basically put into power by elected officials. It's basically a, its own nonprofit entity that works with and through the federal government at times, but it doesn't answer directly to. It's kind of a loosely knit group. So be very careful on who you take advice from. Because always remember, you know, we looked at the research on this, and there was a Rockefeller paper that was published in 2010. And I, I've talked about it before. I'm going to mention it again. And it predicted how a pandemic can be used as an excuse to 
establish global authoritarian power. The Rockefeller Foundation published a report in May 2010 in, the corporation, in cooperation with the Global Business Network of Futurologist Peter Schwartz. It was called Scenarios for the Future of Technology and International Development. The first scenario titled Lockstep describes a world of totalitarian total government control and authoritarian leadership. It envisions a future where a pandemic would allow national leaders to flex their authority and impose airtight rules and restrictions that would remain after the pandemic faded. There we go. The first half of the scenario already has unfolded. Question is, will it continue as predicted? predicted? The information on lockstep begins at about the two-thirds point of this article that I'm posting. So, guys, I want you to look at this. This has been posted. It's called the Rockefeller Foundation paper published in 2010. So, guys, it's so important to think about who's putting the protocols together and why they're doing it. Now, let me give you a little bit more. Let me step back to the college thing because many of you are asking questions. Well, what should I major in? In many cases, you'd be better off going to a trade school to learn how to repair diesel engines or to learn how to repair AC systems or to learn how to be an electrician or to learn how to be a plumber. Plumbers make a lot of money. Quite frankly, they, a lot of these guys can easily earn several thousand dollars a day. So there are all kinds of professions that you can do and businesses that you can start that you can make a lot of money as far as from a trade school standpoint. If you're going to go to college, you've got to find something that you can be credentialed with via a license, an attorney, a nurse a doctor, an engineer, a teacher, okay, and you can get a license to do this. Pretty much anything else that you can't get license for as far as being in college is going to be a vanity degree. Now, you can learn a lot. I'm not, I'm not knocking that. You can learn a whole bunch, but unless you're going to take it onward, like, for instance, if you get an undergraduate degree in psychology, which both Austin and I have, it's relatively useless that you learn a whole bunch learn how to relate to people a whole bunch, but unless you go on to get a master's degree in counseling or a PhD in psychology to be a clinical psychologist, you're simply not going to be able to use that degree. So you got to be careful. When you start that degree, make sure you maintain a really high GPA so you can get onto a graduate program or a PhD program. Going to college the first semester and getting drunk and being on drugs and ending up with a 1.0 GPA isn't really something you need to do. Years ago, it was either with Austin or Harrison, I can't remember now, when they were starting dual enrollment, there was a young lady there, she's like 21 years old, and she'd gone to college for three years, and she basically had like a 1.0 GPA. And she was starting over at the community college, state college in Florida, and wasn't using any of her other credits that she had established because she didn't want to see those transcripts when she was applying for a graduate program. So she was starting her undergraduate program all over again, all the basic classes, and she was doing really well this time around because she wasn't mature enough to start college at 18. If a child is immature, what you don't want to do is send them to Florida State or to University of Florida or or any other major university where they're going to be by themselves and tempted or tested by a bunch of other children around them who basically want to do drugs and stay drunk all the time. Just 
just thought I'd give you a heads up on that. Let them go to a community college or a state college close to you, live at home so you can monitor their progress and give them some stability as they venture out on their own and learn to live by themselves. They can even after the first year, two years or whatever, get their own apartment locally if they really wanted to do that and find out what it's like to really have to pay rent with a bunch of roommates who don't want to pay rent. Now, you guys are all laughing because you've been there, done that, so have I. Or a bunch of roommates who don't have the money for the utility bill this month, and you get stuck paying to the utility bill because you don't want the refrigerator to get turned off or the AC to get turned off or the water to get turned off. All of these things are life lessons that you learn, especially on who you need to associate with and who you don't want to associate with. Be very, very careful with cross-road decisions. Again, many times you don't see the impact. When I became a Christian, I did not really see the impact until many years later. And I thank God Almighty. I thank him so many times. I say, Lord, I want to thank you for carrying me through the tough times, through the in and outs of life. Through, you know, I told you years, years ago that I, I was divorced. I was married to somebody besides Sharon. Now, Sharon and I have been together now like 37, 38 years, but I was married to somebody else who I probably shouldn't have married. In fact, quite frankly, I should have never married that person. But God carried me through it and allowed me to get through the other side pretty much unscathed. And see, always remember, and it's like I told you guys so many times, In German, that means two principles of life that can never be broken, the pillars of life, debate, prayer, Arbeit, work. You pray like it's all up to God and you work like it's all up to you. But I want to start off today and just give you a little bit of insight on crossroad decisions. Because guys, if you take these vaccines and you suddenly become disabled and now your whole life goes to poop, you're going to look back on this. If you don't die, you're going to say, wow, everything changed after I did this. Just be aware of what's going on. Also, what do you think of what's your next story? That's very well said. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. That was an excellent explanation of what you're starting to see with this. And, you know, again, and you said something so succinct. Are you asking the person that's making the money and promoting the compound or treatment or vaccine or whatever you want to call it? Are you asking the person that's making the money and promoting right. this treatment if you should take it? That's what you always have to think about. See, I, Dad and I have told you before, dude, we encourage you, eat clean, ask questions, take supplements. We have some of the highest quality supplements you can possibly make. If you don't want to buy them from us, you don't want to support us, that's fine. Just take something. Take some vitamin C and D3 if you don't want to support our products. But we tell you, do your own research. Read your own articles. Look at the facts and don't necessarily just go, oh, CNN said I should do this. I'm going to do it now. Fox, NBC, any of them. Remember, they're all controlled by the same individuals. A lot of people fail to realize that. And this is what you're starting to see with all these huge companies. This is why I've told people if they want to promote and you want to support a company that's diametrically opposed to your beliefs, you really don't have any place to complain about them anymore. Just being honest with you. If you know Disney – is unbelievably hardcore liberal. If you know they promote transgenderism and the homosexual movement very aggressively, if you know they force you to put a mask on your face just to walk in and you have designated cattle gate areas that you can stand in and eat and drink food and then you have to put your mask back on before you leave your designated cattle gate and you know they treat you like that, 
why in the world are you going to go blow two, three hundred dollars a day per person on a pass to go take your family there? I know I'm stepping on a lot of toes here because I live in Florida. I'm right by Disney. You also, well, you've been to Disney before, so you, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Well, it, there, there's some cool stuff at Disney. I'm not going to lie. I wish that I could take my kids there and they were a really happy, family oriented, conservative company. And I would greatly, greatly contribute to them and support them if they stood for those values and all the stuff that they have there with all the different rides. I really do that. I'll be honest with you. But they don't. And this is just the world that we live in right now. Remember last year, we saw Uber Eats came in and got all that backlash, and they came in and said, hey, we're going to do free delivery to only black-owned restaurants until end of 2020. We're going to do basically no service charges to all black restaurants on our app, and we're going to make sure we give discounted rides to black-owned small businesses. And I came out with that, and I said, well, how is that not inherently racist? And everybody goes, oh, you can't say that. No, I'm asking you a question. If Uber Eats came out and said, okay, by the way, just we're changing our tone now. We're going to make sure all white-owned restaurants get free delivery service on Uber Eats until the end of 2021 now. I'd be like, wow, that's 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 not really cool, guys. I'm not, not really – that's – I." Everybody should be equal on a playing field when you're dealing with a company that basically is publicly supported. But they got very little backlash. Now, Coca-Cola, you guys saw, they're getting absolutely hammered right now after conservatives basically have seen the screenshot from a whistleblower with pretty strong allegations of anti-white rhetoric encouraging staff to try to be less white. I'm sure you guys have already seen a lot about this. Of course, the media now is doing everything they can to do damage control and saying, well, you know, that platform was on LinkedIn. And even though the Coca-Cola logo was on the slides, you know, Coca-Cola wasn't necessarily trying to promote that. This is just, guys, give me a break. They got busted. They got completely and totally shown for what they promote and what they stand for. You can look at it yourself. The slides include tips to learners taking the course on how to be less white, less arrogant, less certain, less ignorant, and more humble with the Coca-Cola logo at the bottom right corner of the slides. It said, and I quote, in the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they are white. The Coca-Cola spokesperson confirmed that the course is part of the learning plan to build an inclusive workplace. And what it's all based on is critical race theory that is designed to do one thing. It's designed to subvert culture and making individuals believe that if you are white, you should be ashamed of who you are. If you are white, you are a lower class citizen. Instead of all rights being equal, all individuals being equal, they completely and totally subvert that. One of our good friends and listeners, he sent me a uh, – Eat Texas morning, and apparently his son was scheduled to go through this training at the Auburndale Coca-Cola facility, and after backlash, they've completely canceled the program now. Auburndale has a huge Coca-Cola facility right down the road, I mean, just a couple miles down the road from the office, been here for years and years and years and years, huge employer in the area, and apparently they were planning on doing this training program to tell people how to be less white and less arrogant. Because I guess that's just a really big problem at Coca-Cola. You have really white, arrogant people working there. I'm being sarcastic. I've never heard those allegations ever. But again, this is what they're trying to do to subvert the culture and making individuals who, 
by the color of their skin should feel guilty. It doesn't matter if Uber Eats wants to give discounts to businesses. They need to say, hey, we know everybody's had a rough time right now with 2020 and the government coming in now and taking your rights away to operate your business freely. We get that. It doesn't matter what ethnicity or nationality you are. We're going to do free Uber delivery fees for you to the end of 2020 to support all of the small businesses in this country. And I would have stood up and applauded and said, okay, all right, that's some PR. But it doesn't matter. If they would have said all Hispanic-owned companies, all white-owned companies, all Asian-owned companies, any of those that they pick out, dude, you can't sit here and say we're trying to be inclusive by making ourselves extremely racist. And so this topic, for some reason, nobody wants to address the big elephant in the room when these companies do this. And again, that's why I tell everybody – If you want to support companies that support your beliefs and support Christian values and support the Constitution of the United States, that is what you need to do. But if you don't and you want to support a lot of these companies like Starbucks, who blatantly said, if you are a Second Amendment supporter gun owner, we don't want your business. You can go basically somewhere else. And I'm paraphrasing. That's that's what the CEO said. You can look it up. And everybody was like, oh, but yet you still see churches bringing Starbucks into their churches, into their churches to sell Starbucks. When the CEO has blatantly cleared up and they have promoted this, that they match dollar to dollar every dollar that their employees donate to Planned Parenthood, they match it. So if you work for Starbucks and you donate $1,000 to Planned Parenthood, Starbucks matches that $1,000. They're very, very proud of that. But yet churches bring Starbucks into their church to promote that? I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of find those two things diametrically opposed. Trying to sit here and say that it's okay to do full-term abortions because the mom decided she doesn't want to have the child anymore, and you're basically going to execute one of God's greatest gifts. How, how is that promoting Christian ideology and promoting that in the church and giving them money? I, I can't figure it out. Maybe you guys can. But this is where we have found ourselves now, and this is why it's so important that you do your research and you do the best you can to support local businesses. Because I'm telling you right now, Amazon, Costco, all these big companies, especially Amazon, they're, they're going out of their way to ruin the middle class and the working small businesses. You can see what they're doing right now. You can watch the template. I've laid it out numerous Times what they have done over the years and how they're going to do it further and further and further. Why do you think they're building giant apartments all over the country? Right now, Florida, high-density apartment complexes are like the new thing. It's one of the reasons why our traffic has gotten so horrific down here in Florida because they're doing these six, seven, eight-story apartment complexes, and all the apartments you know, are like five, six, seven hundred square feet, and they can pack in two, three, four hundred people into one building, and that's what they do it because it's highest, it's highest ROI. Return on your investment. It gets you the most amount of money over and over and over again. Well, see, you can look at the United Nations and their Agenda 2030 and what they said in Agenda 2020 back you know, 10, 15 years ago when they laid it out. Their goal is to have everybody forced into real tight density, high-density urban population areas. They want people to not have to go anywhere for work. You basically can work remotely. Oh, imagine that. Look what they've done now. Or you work right down the road in your community. 
You basically don't have a car. You use public transportation if you want to go anywhere. You shop and get your food right in your areas. And then you start looking at what they've been doing in the template. And they're doing exactly that all over the country. Big high-rise apartments, little strip malls right in the middle, job centers right around it. I've told you guys the Amazon facility they built right down the road from us. They bus in people from all of Central Florida. They bus them in so they don't even have to drive. So they have no commuting fees, essentially, no gas, no maintenance, no vehicles. They bus them in every day. Eight to ten giant Greyhound-style buses every single day, the Amazon facility. And that number just continued to go up because that facility just opened up last year. And so, again, do your best. Support local. If you want to buy something off Amazon, do your due diligence first and look and find out who the best price is or look and find out who's got it. Then go directly to that company on their website and buy it directly from them and not buy it through Amazon. Amazon gets 15% right off the top. I'll tell you right now, right off the top. So if you buy it from that company for $100, that company only gets 85 right off the top. And then they have to cover shipping. They have to cover handling. They have to cover inventory control. They have to cover all their overhead right off the top. Amazon is doing this very, very specifically and strategically, and there's a reason why they blew up with tens of billions of dollars in growth last year, because they were supposed to. This entire COVID lockdown has been orchestrated as a full-blown takedown of the United States economy. Because quite frankly, even the boom and bust that the bankers continue to do every 10 to 15 years – wasn't effective enough to ruin the economy. The American population willpower to work, to make money, and basically free market capitalism was so aggressive, they couldn't stop it. So what they have to do, they literally had to force people to stop working and give them free money to make them shut up, like they've done with the multiple, multiple, multiple stimulus packages now. Now Biden's saying that they want to start doing multiple monthly stimulus packages. So you get a check every single month basically to keep your business shut down to stop the spread of the virus. This entire situation now is about as much of a virus, (laughs) is about as much as Florida gets snow every year. It's completely and totally unrelated whatsoever. It doesn't happen. Nothing about this virus and lockdowns are related at all. The virus has just been used as an excuse to control the populace. I've told everybody, exercise, keep your diet clean and stay off sugar. Take your vitamin C, take your D3, take your zinc, and take the iodine. We've gone through numerous research studies that have been published, peer-reviewed journals, discussing the need for vitamin D in this country because there's such a deficiency. We've gone through multiple research studies and multiple doctor's articles that have come out and said, dude, we've done a high dose of vitamin C and in some cases intravenous vitamin C, and it's not COVID out almost immediately. But yet the problem with it is – That doesn't make the pharmaceutical industrial complex any money. That doesn't make the medical industrial complex any money. When people can go in and take a bottle of D3 for $25, $30 and a bottle of vitamin C for $20, $30 and knock out a virus, whoa, 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 guys, you can't be doing that. You, you got to get this RNA shot. You got to get it repeatedly. Remember what I told you guys yesterday, the news article they're talking about now over in Europe, that you're basically going to need to get an RNA vaccine every single time you travel now. Anytime you leave the country, they're going to want you to get an injection. This is where it's headed. And unless we all start standing up and speaking the truth, it's going to be on us like a bandit in the night like a thief in the night, like it talks about in Proverbs. And we're going to wake up in a couple years, and the ones that weren't awake and let this happen are finally going to have some concrete, rational thought. They're going to go, what the heck did we just allow ourselves to have happen? And if we in aggregate can stand up 
and we can continue to promote the truth and forge shows like this and forward articles like we have on our website and get the information out there, the more people that can wake up, because a lot of people are starting to wake up now. I can tell that right now. I, the more I talk to people, now there's still some some people that just, they love the idea of being a peasant. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know. Some people love the idea of being controlled, manipulated, and told what to do. Put on a mask. Oh, yes, master. I'll put on a mask. Uh, shut your business down. Okay, I'll shut my business down. You need to stay at home. Do not leave the house. Okay. You need to get your shot. Okay, I'll get my shot. For some reason, some people love to be controlled and dictated to. I don't know why. There's always a percentage of the population that's like that. But the percentage of us that know the truth, the percentage of us that are awake, the percentage of us that stand up for the republic and constitutional biblical beliefs, it is our responsibility right now to stand our ground on this and to wake other people up the best we can and hold our convictions. I can't make that any more clear than I can right now, Dad. You know, off. Here's the thing, guys. I'm tired of talking about COVID, and so is Austin. We both are. We're, we're, we've had enough of talking about masks. The, the problem is, is that we have so many new listeners tuning in every single day that we've got to continue to reinforce the beliefs that we have and the values that we have and the research that we've done and have on how this stuff doesn't work. Yesterday, I went and got gas for my car, and, you know, some guy who was, it was a Sam's Club. I went to Sam's Club. And I like doing Sam's Club because they have an attendant at the tanks. And he walks up and he's talking to me. He's, he's like 70 years old and he's wearing two masks outside in the bright sunlight. And I said, so I said, dude, really? I said, are they making you wear two masks? He goes, no, I just do it because of safety. Because he's believing in the mainstream dogma. So he and I had a little chit chat while I was filling up with fuel. And he said, and I looked at him, I had a shield in the back seat. It's like $2. And I said to him, I said, look, here's a deal. Do you not have a few dollars to buy a shield? He goes, oh, no, I have the money. I said, yeah. I said, if you don't have the $2, I'll give you a shield. I said, I don't mind. I said, I really don't mind. I said, it's not a big deal. I, I bought a pack of these things. And I'm probably never going to use them. He goes, no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm, I'm going to go buy a shield, but I'm getting rid of these double masks. And, of course, I stood there and watched him as I pulled away. He was still wearing the double mask, and he never took off the double mask. And I thought to myself, why is it this? Why, it was, it's, it, why is it people don't want to listen? Well, they don't want to hear the truth, Austin. You know, if, if you look at the Deagler report, the Deagler report says that, you know, we're going to lose a couple hundred million people in the next five years, four years. And you, you wonder, is that going to be, is that going to be true or not? I don't know. I hope it's not. But, you know, is this, this population loss, is it can be complained by what happens when you have communist countries take over like China lost 65 million? The USSR, when it took over Russia and the most of Europe, you know, back in the 40s and 50s, you know, they had upwards of 100 million dead. Some people say 60 million dead. Cambodia was millions. North Korea was millions. Africa was millions. Afghanistan was a couple of million, but that really wasn't the Afghans' fault, was it? That's because we came in there and started blowing them all up, and so did Russia. Same thing with Yugoslavia, same thing with Vietnam. I mean, we have hundreds of millions dead. Is this what they're planning on doing in the United States with this power grab that they're doing right now? With, you know, Biden shutting down businesses and wanting to give them money every month not to produce any volume or any revenue, that's all because they're trying to slow down the velocity of money so they can deflate the currency without causing hyperinflation like they did in Weimar. They learned a good lesson with Weimar. So we have to ask ourselves a simple question. You know, are we going to change? Are we going to do something that's going to be better for the country or not? Are we going to continue to promote health and basically success? And having a healthy company, 
Are we going to be able to do that? Or are we going to come back and say, no, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to capitulate and let the new world order take over. I mean, Merrick Garland now, he is saying that the Antifa attacks on courthouses are not domestic terrorism because they happen at night. Wait a minute. This guy, this guy's a moron. He's the eternal, he's the attorney general nominee. He says during the Senate confirmation, the Biden regime attorney general nominee Merrick Garland, the U.S. Circuit Court judge, super liberal, indicated that he believes the protests against the 2020 elections are domestic terrorism. But Antifa and Black Lives Matter attacks on federal courthouses are not domestic terrorism because, in his words, the latter attacks happen at night. That's a quote. Happen at night. Garland said that his personal definition, that his personal definition of domestic terrorism and the use of violence or threats of violence to interrupt the democratic process, therefore attacks on buildings basically don't count. And so you're thinking, you're sitting there going, wait a minute. How can a tax on buildings not count? Well, this is the liberal mindset. They do whatever they think they need to do in order to further their agenda. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, now he is proposing to ban universal mail-in voting in future elections. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announced new election integrity reform package to safeguard his state's election. In other words, he's making sure when he runs for governor in two years – that the people can reelect him without having fraud. The set of reforms would do away with unsolicited mail-in voting, crack down on insecure ballot drop boxes, and ban ballot harvesting in Florida. Oh, my gosh, is the media going after him now for this? They're saying he's a racist and all kinds of horrible things about him. Why? Because they want to continue to have false elections. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announced new election integrity reform package to safeguard the state elections on Friday. The set of reforms will do away with all of the other stuff that I just mentioned. DeSantis touted Florida's success in reporting its 2020 election results as an argument for enforcing a defined set of rules. How about that? And standardized regulations surrounding election practices. Florida had the most transparent and efficient election anywhere in the country, DeSantis says. Other states took days, weeks, months to count their votes. And yet Florida, by midnight on an election night, we had 99% reporting and 11 million votes counted, tabulated, and paid and put out to the public. Florida's legislature had moved to reform the state's election practices in the interest of reporting brevity and election integrity following the disputed 2000 presidential election between Gore and Bush. The results of Florida's presidential election were available and clear on election night in November with the other states implementing mass in voting for the first time struggling to report results for weeks, even months. This is what we have to start doing. We have to have clear cut voting. Governor DeSantis is doing that, but the reality is, is that, you know, we, the state of Florida, are standing by ourselves. Personally, I would really like that Florida, you know, leave the nation and basically decide that we want to be our own country now. We have plenty of tourist infrastructure and other infrastructure and corporations and manufacturing in Florida. We could step away and not be part of the United States. But, ah, but here's the rub, isn't it? All of these southern states that were in the Confederacy before they were allowed to come back into the Confederacy, they had to sign that they would never leave the United States Union Again, that they would never succeed. So all of the states like Alabama and Georgia and Florida and South Carolina and North Carolina or all the states that fought against the North that basically had all of the, how should I, carpetbaggers come in. And they were basically under military occupation for years. 
The only way they could get the, the troops, the federal troops, out of the states is they had to sign off they would never succeed again. Lincoln was a communist. I've said this a hundred times on this show. He was good friends with Karl Marx. They used to exchange letters back and forth. Lincoln's wife was a Satanist. She used to hold seances in the White House. She was a Kabbalist. She used to talk to dead people in the White House and have seances. Oh, yeah, that Lincoln, that nut. And they'd like to excuse that with her because, quote, unquote, she had a mental illness. Now, within four to five years, they will no longer say that Lincoln's wife had a mental illness. They'll say she had great insight into the occult. What? Oh, yeah. They'll say she had a special bond with the dark side. She had a special bond. She was a Kabbalist. Oh, she was wonderful. That's what they're going to come up with next. Now, she didn't have a mental illness anymore. Now she was a witch. Oh, yeah, and she'll be basically held up on a pedestal. The Lincoln was so smart that he listened to his witch in the White House. Weird world we live in and what they're doing now. By the way, small businesses are fighting back against rioters and negligent city officials. A diner in Minneapolis now near the police station that was abandoned – Abandoned. The police headed for the hills during the George Floyd riots in 2020 is suing the city, this diner is, for $4.5 million. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry all right, and others made this decision to abandon the station, which encourages the rioters to go further. And other small businesses across the country are filing similar lawsuits in Democratic strongholds. Because there is an expectation for law enforcement to do their job instead of standing down and allowing destruction, ultimately city taxpayers will have to pay the settlements. You know, I remember years ago, we had an issue with an easement and a gate and all the other kind of stuff with the neighborhood. And the city basically said that they didn't want to be involved. The county didn't want to be involved. And it was a civil matter but that people couldn't come in and destroy property or they would be arrested. Well, that's kind of what these restaurants are saying, isn't it? Hey, look, we got it. You don't want to be involved in this, but you can't allow these people who are lunatic rioters to come in and burn and rape and pillage and not charge them with any crimes. You can't allow that. We're paying tax dollars to the police and the sheriff's department to maintain civility, and you guys have to do your job. Otherwise, you're going to be liable. Really important that they need to understand that. By the way, Biden signs an executive order for the federal control of 30% of America's land. This guy's a loon. And 30% of the oceans. Of course, he doesn't know what he's doing. The Biden administration announced that it would extend the national foreclosure moratorium and mortgage forbearance through June, preventing home foreclosure and allowing for delayed mortgage payments. Census Bureau data indicated in December that 20% of renters across the country are now unable to pay the rent, 20%. And 14 million were behind on rent. 40 million people were at risk for eviction, 40 million over 10% of the population, and the total unpaid rent was estimated at $70 billion. Landlords will not be able to recover the lost revenue, and the situation continues to worsen. Farmlands and private property are targeted as the U.S. has committed its tripling its so-called protected lands. This is the goal for that Agenda 2030. President Biden signed on the executive order to protect 30% of U.S. land and 30% of U.S. oceans by 2030, just told you it's 2030, in the name of environmentalism and biodiversity. Much of the land is now privately owned, so the plan is to put an end to private property by any means necessary, including confiscating the land through taxation and regulation. 
yeah, exactly what Austin talked about, the high-density housing, and they're pushing this stuff right now. Guys, it's so important to understand where they're trying to take us and what they're trying to do with us. And so, guys, just think through the situation that we have. Think through your friends wearing masks all the time. Think through your friends are coming down with metabolic acidosis and alkalosis, and they're massively increasing the risks of cancer by acidifying their blood because of what's going on by wearing double and triple masks. Try to tell them the truth. Try to have them listen to the show. A lot of you guys are saying, well, I really don't want to talk to people about it because I get a funny look, and I don't like the blowback and all the hassle that that is. Okay, I got that. By the way, I agree with you on that, but it's just that's what I've chosen to do you know, with the show and what I do with my life. But just tell them to listen to the show. Say, hey, you need to listen to this Ted and Austin Brower show. You know, just help us to build the numbers up on the show so we can help more and more people to hear the truth. That's the key. And on top of that, they get to hear about Jesus. You know, I've got a good friend of mine. He's kind of lost his way. He was a Christian, and now he's not. And he actually said he was a heathen now, a heathen. I talked to him. I hadn't talked to him for many, many years. And I told him, I said, but I said, start listening to the show and you're going to find out who Jesus really is and what Christianity really is and why we haven't compromised on the Ted and Austin Brower show as far as how we feel Christianity is the answer for everything. Because you shall call his name Jesus because he is the Lamb of God and he is the Prince of Peace and he is the Counselor and the Good Shepherd. I had this conversation with him for an hour the other night and I've been sending him links to the shows and hopefully he's listening to them and I pray for him every day just like I pray for you guys and I pray for you guys this morning. I appreciate every single one of you. I want to thank you for your support of Health Masters. I want to thank you for the fact that you guys get your multiple vitamins, you get your deodorant, you get your toothpaste, you get the things that you're buying anyhow from hopefully not Amazon, and you get them from us because it supports the show and it allows us to bring you the message of hope through Christ every single day. A lot of folks are saying, well, this show is supposed to be about health and world news. It's turned out to be about Jesus. And I'm going to say it again because I always tell you this, and here's the reason I do this. Without Jesus, there is no hope. Without Jesus, it's a mess. I talked about this on yesterday's show, and there's no way to get out of it because Christianity has given us the power and the authority to get through all of this and to change it all. That's why they loathe Christians. That's why they're coming out against Christians. That's why they hate white people because of the Protestant church, because of the Catholic church. They hate whites. They hate white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. They hate them because we're the ones who carried the cross, carried the message of Jesus for the past 2,000 years, and they know that. And their atavistic hatred of Jesus has basically said we have to destroy white people. That's why Coca-Cola, in my opinion, is doing this. Look at what happened with this. Look what just happened with uh, the big hamburger franchise, Steak and Shake. Some quote unquote banking entity came up behind them, started buying all of their debt to do a hostile takeover of Steak and Shake, which is what they do to almost all these major corporations. That's how they own them all. And then they buy the debt, then they own the controlling interest, and suddenly they change out the board of directors. Then suddenly they send BlackRock in, and suddenly they own it all and they run it all. And the people who started the companies or own the company were put out on the street. But I give Steak and Shake credit. They came up with other funding. I don't know where they got the funding from. They paid off the debt to prevent the takeover. And I commend Steak and Shake. recommend that you guys all go get yourself a hamburger if you want to eat some not-so-healthy food, but they do taste great, or one of their really good shakes, which really aren't healthy, but they do taste great. Just support those guys. It's kind of like Mike Lindell. 
go buy one of his pillows. Just buy a pillow. You know, if you don't like it, you know, whatever. But I mean, the thing about it is, is that if you support these guys and you support them when they stand against communism and the new world order, we're all doing our part. That's why when you support health masters, it means the world to us because we know that we're making a difference. By the way, I love you guys and I appreciate you. You guys are amazing to me. Also, go ahead and finish it up and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yes, abs- absolutely. And, you know, another thing that I saw is people continue to keep asking me. They said, well, dude, what are, what are we going to do when the time comes and we don't want to get this COVID shot? And they start trying to force it. I said, well, that time is going to come. I said, but the more people that stand against this, the more we're going to be better off. I mean, you see in France, Hospital of Breast in Brittany in France, staggering 25% of the vaccinated healthcare workers have fallen ill with severe side effects. The vaccine, not the virus, is leading to an intermittent staff shortage in the hospitals around France. Yet another situation in basically Oregon, where four people in Oregon tested positive for COVID after they were vaccinated, reported on Friday, February 12th. Another one, we had two nuns in Kentucky die, and 28 out of the 35 nuns at the Northern Kentucky Monastery tested positive for COVID just two days after receiving their first experimental RNA COVID injection. But then you have the bobbling you know, buffoon Fauci get on a virtual White House task force press briefing a couple days ago, and he goes on to say there, he goes, given the relative percentage of people who won't get vaccinated, it's still unsafe for vaccinated people to enjoy any freedoms. So there are things, even if you're vaccinated, you're not going to be able to do in society. For example, indoor dining, theaters, places where people congregate. (laughs) I don't know where this guy thinks he's coming from, and I don't know why anybody listens to him. This is what he's saying here. So People are dropping dead. People are being hospitalized. People are having horrible, severe reactions to this COVID shot. But again, that doesn't matter. If you don't go along with the narrative, Fauci's basically saying here, you're the problem. If you don't get your experimental RNA injection, you're the reason why nobody else can do stuff. Well, ironically enough, I just went to indoor dining last night, completely packed house at a nice restaurant down in Lakeland, Italian restaurant, super cool. Don't make him wear masks. Great owners, great food. Went there for my father-in-law's birthday last night. We had a great time. And yet, ironically enough, Florida is doing incredibly well to everything that's going on as far as this. And what's funny is um, Candace Owens put a tweet out yesterday. If you saw this, she goes, the reason – listen to this. The reason our media, which is propaganda for the elites, is so aggressively attacking Ron DeSantis' winning approach to COVID is because it becomes harder to convince the rest of the country that totalitarian control is necessary for safety as long as Florida remains free and happy. She said that very succinctly. I want you to ponder that for a second. Why are they telling everybody you can't go indoor dining, you can't go to theaters, you can't go to where anybody congregates when in Florida we are wide open? And I mean it – other than people still running around with face diapers on because they think they need to have them, other than that, it's about as normal as it ever gets in Florida. Traffic's horrible. The weather's great. There's people everywhere. Everything's open. This is America down here. And ironically enough, we don't have freezer trucks running around saying, oh, bring out your dead. More people died today. It's not happening. And some people go, well, it's because people are still wearing masks. I can tell you right now, there is a ton of people that are not wearing masks, a lot of them. I was just in Volusia County. I told you over the last weekend, and they're like, 
Nobody wears masks over there. Nobody said anything to me about wearing masks over there. Yet, where's all the sick people at? Where's all the overrun hospitals at? Where are all the hundreds of thousands of deaths in Florida every single month because we're having such a horrible outbreak because we're not doing any social distancing or locking down or following any type of insane satanic guidelines like putting 666 on all the floors everywhere like they've done in a lot of areas. Why? Because it doesn't go along with the narrative. And that one reason, I told you guys a couple weeks ago, I said, we're going to know real quick if COVID is such an epidemic, plandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to refer to it as in Florida, if people start dropping dead in the hospitals, become overwhelmed after the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago. Guess what? Not an issue. Continue to keep your immune system strong. Continue to support small businesses. Thank you, guys. If you need anything, be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com. We're here to help you guys out the best we can, as much as we can, at the website. You can also give us a call, 1-800-726-1834. The product of the week looks like the Osomag, the calcium formula, the MCHC calcium, one product of the week. So that'll be changing over on sale. So be sure to check that out at the website if you want to get that. And we also have the B complex still on sale to the end of the month. Thank you again for the support, my friends. Stay prepped, stay ready, continue to get the truth out there. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.